1: Alright, how you doing everybody? Casey Ryan here again for another episode of The Cutting Room Floor, a little podcast that I started to showcase the entertainers and creative types from all walks. So i like to say if you've got a story to tell or a project to sell... Uh, then I want to hear from you. So the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. You can ask anybody that knows me. I'm on there all the time at Cutting Room MRB uh, or you can look me up on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash Cutting Room MRB. If you've got something that you want to promote, you've got a story to tell, you have a Kickstarter campaign or whatever crowdfunding campaign that you've got going on, uh, let me know what you're thinking. I'm always looking for guests and I'm always looking for projects to promote. Um, I've been doing this for the, my last uh, few shows but I wanted to make sure that I drew your attention to a project that I'm promoting fairly heavily. It's uh, it's called The Fourth Monkey. It's a comic book anthology uh by uh, a team of uh, eight different writers and eight different artists that are uh, getting together to uh, put together this anthology of a comic book. Uh, that each uh, sort of issue deals with a different topic, whether it's uh, animal poaching or environmental issues or uh, social problems or you know abuse or things like that. Uh, it's topical without being preachy. The artwork is stellar. Uh, it's on the Kickstarter campaign right now, and you can find this at the Fourth Monkey uh, Comic. Dot com. So again, fourth Uh I had a couple of the uh, the people that were attached to this uh, project a, uh, a couple of weeks ago on the show, and I was really impressed with what they had to say and what they were doing with us. Uh, so again, thefourthmonkey.com, dot com, and fourth is the number four, and then a th after it. So check that out. Um, it's Friday. Uh, I still have a little bit of time on my hands, so what I've been doing lately is do a couple of extra bonus shows, and this has been fairly popular with my regular listeners. So thanks a lot for uh, you know encouraging me to do this. I'm still doing my main show on Sunday at two o'clock in the afternoon, so look for that. I'm going to be over on the Mix Radio Network uh, pretty much all the time on on Sunday afternoons, starting at two uh, for about an hour to talk to, uh, to people on my main show. This week I've actually got a really good guest. This is kind of an exclusive, actually. Um, I'm going to be talking with Anita De France, who is a member of the International Olympic Committee, and she was one of the people that was uh, instrumental in making sure that the games get to Los Angeles uh, in 2028, and she herself is a former Olympian, and if that's not cool enough, when she was competing, she was in my own backyard when I was the ripe old age of not even a year old at that point, but 1976 when the uh, when the Olympics were here in Montreal. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see uh, you know what she has to say about what it was like to actually compete when they had the games here. Uh, certainly, we're still talking about it all these years later. Uh, but all that to say, the reason that you're listening to this now or downloading it later today, I get to talk a little shop, and and this is something that I enjoy doing. Um, also for the fact that I hope to be able to do uh, an interview on the uh, on the show with the guests that I have on today. Uh, but I've got Sammy Loco here with me, and uh, he's the host of the Sammy Loco podcast. He's based out of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, he himself is a podcaster who interviews rappers, who interviews rappers and uh, hip hop artists, and also offers reviews of uh, some of the material that he listens to. Um, and I got to say that when I started the show eight years ago. Uh, one of the things that kind of caught me by surprise was uh, hip hop, admittedly, and rap was something that was very far out of my comfort zone. Uh, at the time, I was doing mostly interviews about movies because that's what I know the uh, the most about. But when I opened it up to the uh, to the hip hop and the rap community, first of all, I developed a hell of a following, and I was grateful for the audience. And second of all, it wound up being some of the best interviews that I can honestly say that I've done in the last eight years. And I, you know, I cite, uh, you know, three guys in particular among many others that I've had on. But G was, uh, Shreve the professor and, and Law. Uh, Law was the first uh, artist that I had on, and he had all kinds of stories about working with, you know, everybody from. You know George Clinton to all these people, and, and uh, you know it was just a fascinating forty-five minutes, and, and uh, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to do that. Great storytellers, and that there's I never knew what I was going to get when I, when I uh, when I had hip-hop people on. So, um, and of course, one of my dearest friends is in the R&B community, and he's an up-and-coming musician in Montreal. So I'm I'm proud to uh, to endorse the music community in general. Uh, So without further ado, that being said, uh, the coming room floor proudly welcomes It's always great to have people on here for the first time. Sammy Loco's here. Sammy, how are you?
0: I'm doing good. How y'all doing out there, people? This is Sammy Loco.
1: So, uh, Sammy, the first question I always have for everybody when they're on here for the first time uh, is just a bit of an icebreaker. Um, Did I get all of your bio information right, or was that close enough?
0: Uh, That's close enough. I'm from Baltimore. Um, I'm a big fan of... Hip hop music, um, and I just I'm very passionate about it. Um, people do not come out of Baltimore really being big time rappers and stuff like that. So, you know, I started rapping and then I figure I suck at it. So, so you know, what's my other passion? I like talking shit. So for the most part, I like doing podcasting and then talking to other people. I started from talking to my friend Shamar, to my friend what that was, she said Cedric. And then I worked my ranks up and started doing a playlist with uh, a guy from Seattle um, named Mr. High Def, and we started a playlist. Um, we are on Playlist uh, Volume 5 on SoundCloud. So from there, people start coming to me, asking me for interviews and stuff, not Schrader, Swift Robinson, and the list goes on and on. And uh, from there, I just said, you know what, I think this is my craft, and I interview musicians, rappers, and just ordinary people for the most part.
1: So, so uh, I, I guess uh, how long have you been doing this? Uh, you know, and, and uh, what convinced you to to actually dive into it? I'm I'm curious because I I have kind of a similar story. I was looking to talk to people that were making movies, right? And yeah. I, I I couldn't for love or money make them myself, so I said, you know, to hell with it. I'm just going to go out and talk to people that are doing it, right?
0: Yeah, that sounds about the same to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it it started it started that way. Uh, for me, it was just. Just, like, just having a passion. I just saw, I started last year around March. Uh, I went from four views to 10 views to 25 views, and then I did my first interview, which was uh, not straighter, and that went up to now, I think, about 500 views on SoundCloud. Really? Good for you. Yeah. And, you know, from there, I started interviewing my friend, uh, Mr. High Duff. I knew him for a very long time. He always rapped and stuff like that. And he's based in Seattle, so after that I said, Okay, you know what, maybe there's no need to give up because um in this generation we got people that want things microwave. We call it the microwave generation and it just starts off like you do something today, you wanted to start right now. And right you know, similar to your situation, uh you start you've been doing this for eight years. I've been doing it for pretty much a year coming March. So I like I was like, Oh man, I gotta get this stuff going, man. it's that I learned that you got to take progression and you got to take your time with a lot of these, you know, situations. Because people ain't gonna just know you overnight. You don't want to become an overnight success. You got to put your work and craft and everything into it to, you know, be successful.
1: And It is kind of addictive too. Uh, once things start moving, right? Once you get a little bit of momentum behind you, that you really, uh, like, I found myself, you know, moving from a situation where I was doing one show a month, where I was doing, you know, sometimes three or four a week. Right, you know, yeah. it, it really gets kind of addictive, doesn't it? Yeah, it gets real addictive after a
0: while. I remember I did three interviews, uh, which I did in one day, and that was that, that was addictive. But at the same time, it's like I went from doing thirty-minute shows to hour shows, and I did Ty uh, Lorenzo and a, a singer from Fort Texas uh, named Tell Tiffany, and then I did a two-hour uh, special with Hi Duff and not Schrader. And that was pretty much all day, and I did that the whole day. And it started, I really started getting more information, especially, you know, you're going to work or you're riding your car, you get ideas, you got to write it down. And, you know, my problem is that I got to do it. I want to do it every day, but it's kind of hard doing that when you got work and you got yeah, life. Right. It's, it's kind of difficult to do that. But, you know, I'm trying to set one day where I have, like, my day to myself, and I just interview people or i just do one by myself which i'm still working on my craft on that part
1: so what's the appeal to you to hip-hop and rap specifically like you know what is it about it that, that you feel so passionately about
0: um really it's just it's just from me starting uh when i first started listening to music i started listening to music uh real heavily in the 90s of course but I really started listening to hip-hop really when the mixtape era was, which is like 2003, 2002 to 2007, when you had G-Unit, you had Dipset, you had all these groups, and all everybody in each group had a lyricist. One person had the songwriting, and I said, man, I can adapt to that. Then you start going to school, and then you start competing with people like, no, g is way better than Dipset, and people like, no, Dipset's better than you had. B Block and, you know, all these other things. And then you had individual acts like Jay-Z and stuff like that. And you just said, man, I can relate to that because, like I said, I'm from Baltimore where, you know, you'll see a whole bunch of things if you just go downtown, crackheads and and, you know, gangsters and stuff like that. And you start to realize, like, okay, this is reality compared to somebody that lives in the suburbs where they're just looking at it from the outside looking in or they probably drop through these neighborhoods and just say Oh man, I just wanna be like them and people that's in the hood, believe it or not, want to be where they're at. So it's just it's just uh, an imagery thing where for me I loved it because it was just something that I relate to and and it was just good just good music to me and I, I it threw me. Like fifty Cent he, he like he made me really love music because he broke down everything. Sound scans Billboard charts. Everybody would be not in the hip hop community. Nobody would be paying attention to the billboards if it wasn't fifty cent. So that became more of, you know, hip hop thing where people would it would come debatable. And that's why people like uh, Complex is bringing in shows like Everyday Struggle and stuff so they can actually have their their opinions brought onto that. That's our ESPN now, and hip hop is growing now to the point where it's outbeating rock and other genres because people are talking about it compared to just listening to it they're talking about it also
1: now I, I gotta ask you and I, admittedly I'm gonna ask this from a position of ignorance okay okay uh, <laughs> but but uh, I I mean you hear so much going on back and forth but you know West Coast versus East Coast and and you know and people basically you know insulting each other in, in songs and stuff like that I I, I guess to your mind, you know, why is this such a big deal? You know, well, why does it matter, you know, what's the significance behind this when, you know, somebody gives somebody else a slight in a song? Like, you know, why are people taking this so seriously, do you think?
0: Um, Because, believe it or not, us as black people and people in general are ignorant where it comes to the point where, for instance, I'll give you an example, people got mad at Future for having a female tie his shoes and taking a picture of it. But these will be the same females that'll go to uh a club and and twerk their ass to a song that he's pretty much disrespecting them in. Or they make Instagram videos where they clapping their ass or whatever they're doing. Um, but answering your question your first question is like East versus West, I think that's kinda dead. But I think it's just people just people just wanna be talking about something. People just wanna, you know, look at something. Like, people, like, compared to the old generation to the new generation, the old generation would say, oh, we had a message in our music. But then they say, oh, well, you had NWA talking about fuck bitches and this and that. Oh, don't talk about that. Well, you had Tupac, though. Oh, well, don't talk about it. he. He was he was an ember, you know, he was somebody that was big time to us. Oh, you got Biggie. But then they'll look at somebody like Uzi Burt or Future or somebody like that and say, Oh, man, they just they don't, they don't have no message. They're just talking shit. You had people in your generation that was talking shit. We have people in our generation. But people do not look at the J. Coles. People do not look at uh, a lot of lyrical artists that really are being lyrical and putting the message out there. But people don't want patience in that because the ignorance is something that they're, they want to listen to. People are trying to escape reality. So that's why you see so many rappers you know, popping pills and taking all types of drugs because, like, people relate to that because people are dealing with depression and all that stuff, just like uh, this guy XX Tantion. He's, you know, <laughs> saying all types of crazy shit and doing crazy videos, but people relate to him because they they are depressed themselves, and they feel where he's coming from. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of ignorance, but that's how hip-hop is right now.
1: Now, I have a question from the chat room here. Paul Reeves is one of my regular listeners. He's based out of Glasgow, Scotland. And uh, I I think that you mentioned Sammy, correct me if I'm wrong, that you're not actually a uh, a hip-hop artist or a rapper yourself. Is that right? Or, or do you actually, did, did you try it at one point?
0: I tried it for a couple of points. I got a couple of songs on uh, Reverb Nation, and I put a couple of songs on SoundCloud. Uh, you just search up Sam I Am, and it should be bottom one right there. Um, I did a, like probably at least 10 songs. And I just didn't feel like I was really good at it. And some people say I'm good at it. Some people say I'm not. But, you know, at that time, I was dealing with so much stuff. So, no, I'm not a hip-hop artist as well right now. No, I'm a podcaster. I love interviewing people that don't have a voice, that never did an interview before because interviews are something that gets people to understand you. You can't just put out music anymore and just say, oh, there you go, there you go. Yeah, exactly. You got to have fans. You have to have fans because I'll give a great example. Drake is a perfect example of having just put out music. And he do interviews here and there, but he's so honest in the songs where you might not need a interview. But then you have people like the Amigos who put music out are in very shitty at, making interviews you can't interview them because they don't want to talk about nothing oh man I, no you have to have interviews are you if you're unless you're even Z's doing podcasts now you have to do interviews so people can understand you. but to answer this question no i'm not a hip-hop artist
1: okay so I, i'm going to reframe the question that i got here then uh and, and I, I still think this uh this is valid right so uh as a, a fan of hip hop and rap music, what do you think um how can I put this? What do you think would make what, what do you think makes the best uh subject matter messaging for for musical material? Like what do you like to listen to in terms of uh in terms of the lyrics? What do you look for?
0: I look for struggle. Um I look for struggle, I look for hunger and what I mean by hunger is that Everybody cannot say when you're when you don't have a record deal, you don't have all this. I don't want to hear about your your money unless you're Jay Z or somebody that's a billionaire. That's why I want to go to. I can go to Jay Z for that. But the people I have interviewed so far, they are hungry. They have a message. They will tell you about their lives from whatever age, from 15 and up, whatever they have a message. So for me, when I'm listening to a song, yeah, I want to hear the ignorant stuff. I want to hear that, but I will go to that artist for that. But when I want to hear something, I want to hear a struggle behind your come up. I want to hear something that you're, you know, that you're being good with. Um, as far as, you know, just making good music and that I can bop to you and stuff like that. Everybody don't have to have lyrical ability. Like when I listen to Lil Wayne, I listen to Lil Wayne. Like, that is, that's what he is. He's talking about a whole bunch of crazy, crazy things, but he has punchlines and similes in his song where I say, that that's funny. So I can relate to that because he's talking about a whole bunch of crazy stuff. But, yeah, that's what I listen to. I listen to uh, a lot of artists, and I'm very open-minded when listening to certain people. I can listen to Jay-Z one minute. I can listen to Lloyd Banks. I can listen to Drake, which I listen to a lot. And then I can listen to the most ignorant stuff is, it, it it can be very ignorant sometimes, but um, I'm very diverse when it comes to music. As long as I hear what I want to hear, which is a message and a couple bars that I say, "Wow, he he really wrote that down."
1: Yeah, no, I, I I say something very similar when I when I actually sit down and watch a movie. I always ask myself, "Give me a reason to give a damn about these people." That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. You know that, that's true. That's true. I, right? I I'd give you know, damn if, damn I, damn. if I if I can't you know if I can't give a damn about the characters that I'm watching, I'm gonna lose interest pretty quickly. So, you know, that that's pretty much the first question I always ask myself. You
0: know. Yeah, I mean, I can give a, a, a great example like, um, for instance, Thor Ratinoff uh, is coming out. Um, they said the movie's gonna be about an hour long. Every superhero I, a movie I look at, it has to be over an hour and. 50 minutes for me. That's just me. Um, but, you know, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that because, I mean, it's like, I, I, I hope it, I hope it's jam packed when it first gets on. If it's not, I don't want nothing very long with it. Just talking all the time. I want to see somebody getting an ass kicked. Like that, that's just me. But I mean, that's how it is. So, well, I'll,
1: I'll put another question to you. Then when, when you do get an interview, right. I mean, it sounds like you've done a few of them, which is great. But when you do get an interview, uh, what kinds of questions do you like to to ask? Like, are, you know, what are you interested in when you actually get somebody on the line with you?
0: Um, I like asking, where did you start first rapping, and how do you construct a song? Uh, what I mean by that is that some people are just uh, going to follow what everybody else is doing. I like to talk to them about. How did you start rapping? Meaning, how did your love of rap? What what made you become a rapper? Because some people are just being rappers because their friends are are rappers. And that doesn't work because when you're just following your friends and say, oh, he's a rapper, I want to be a rapper. Everybody is a rapper. But why do you want to become a rapper? Is it fame? Is it putting out a message? Do you want to be popular in your neighborhood or do you want to be known in the U.S.? You know, what is your. You know, what do you want to learn? What do you want to do with this rapping thing? And then also I want to know, like, what is your thought process behind songs? When you're constructing it, are you putting your real life into it or you're just doing it for the people? I want to know those two things off the bat because I don't want to interview somebody that say, oh, well, you know, I'm you know, I'm such and such and uh, I, I, I'm the best. Why are you the best? You know, I want to know that one here. What, what makes you the best at the end of the day?
1: Now, do do you typically when you're doing reviews and things like that? Do you deal with established people, or do you you know deal mostly with independence? I I, I guess you know what's the nature of your scope there.
0: Um, I'm like for me, I do it independently.
1: Um it, it, because, okay well, I I'm talking about the artists that you profile specifically like uh you know are are you you know doing reviews of uh you know some of the bigger guys out there or are you doing reviews of the guys that are up and coming or is it a combination of both like do you offer feedback on on the guys that are you know goliaths in the interest, in, in the industry or you know is it Oh okay? yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah yep yep um I and if, I, I do a lot of reviews on a lot of songs that comes out a lot of albums because I think that a lot of people don't listen to whole albums. I think people listen to singles, the answers you. Yeah. Um so yeah I I I, you
1: know,
0: I I I review a lot of big time artists because that's what people like to hear from me uh when I'm doing um you know doing reviews. I don't review people that that I that's up and coming because I don't think people want to hear that. Now
1: if it's somebody <laughs> like Net. I'm just being honest. No, it's spoken uh, like an honest man, Sammy. Come on, I, and, I, and I appreciate that. I, I really do. Uh, I, well, all sincerity intended. That, 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 that's an honest comment, and I respect that. Yeah, and
0: you know, I got somebody, you know, um, a guy from Boston that's named Netflix, and he's fucking dope. Like, he's an R&B rap blend um, artist, and I think he's like I haven't heard a, a whack song from him at all. But if I go on the go on the um, podcast, oh man, necklace man, let's listen to this song. And people, are like, I don't want to listen. I don't want to hear you talk shit about Kevin Hart, or I want to hear you talk shit about uh, uh you know, Future's album or XX Conciyon, or talk about that album. I don't care about nobody else's shit. If you're gonna do that interview, them. and then you can talk to them about their songs. And that's what I do. I bring them on. I uh, I review their music, but I'm talking to them at the same time to explain certain songs and things of that nature. And that's why I think the dynamic of my podcast goes where I bring them on. I talk about their music and that's it. Instead of me just sitting there for a whole hour talking about their project or their EP or their album, it gives people like, okay, he's actually talking to him. compared to, I'm not going to interview Drake and say, Drake, how do you feel about uh, this, this album and stuff like that? He's like, uh, look, yeah, this and that, blah blah blah. And that's how that works with me. I do everything independently when it comes to that.
1: So uh, another question for you, uh what are some of your favorite discoveries that you've made in um in the process of doing this? Have you uncovered any artists that you were really crazy about that uh you wouldn't have found out about otherwise?
0: Um, like I said, uh necklace,
1: um
0: okay. and not straight and not straighter and tell Tiffany. I think those three right there are like people I would never knew um, if it wasn't for this podcast. I would never know that not straight and me are good friends, and he actually helps me a lot. Finding artists that want to get interviewed, he helps me out with that. Um, he promotes my shit. Every time I put out a podcast, he's always promoting it. High def is too, but I knew high for like probably nine years now before everything else. Um, but those three right there are somebody, two, three people I listen to every day, and anytime they put a song out, I'm like a personal fan, like,
1: Oh my god, oh my god
0: listen to that and then I listen to Netflix and stuff like that. So yeah, those
1: those two right there are
0: one three people that I really enjoy listening to.
1: Uh, we're getting down to the bottom of the hour here, Sammy. But I want to make sure. Uh, first of all, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, I mean, I see a lot of parallels between you know the way that you started and the way that I did. So, uh, you know, it's always uh, you know a lot of fun to be able to talk to somebody else that that you know is diving into this crazy uh, podcasting circus and figure out what they're doing it for. <laughs> so, um, and, and I, you know, I'd be proud to have you back anytime. I mean, you know, this has been a lot of fun. So, you know, good on you for what you're doing, and uh, you know, keep your head up. And I, I listen to the one episode there, and, and you're on to something, I think. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of promise there, so keep at it.
0: I appreciate it, man. Thank you for letting me be on the show. I always wanted to be interviewed and stuff like that. Um, like I said, I listen to most of your stuff, so I was like, man, let somebody to interview me, man. Like, I have a story also.
1: So where can people go to get in touch with you or to follow your show or to uh, to, to listen to it, first of all? or uh, I know you're, like myself, are uh, engaged on Twitter there, too, right? Well, let's get in a plug for all of your social media feeds there. <laughs>
0: um, I am on Instagram named SammyIM22, um, same thing as Twitter. Um, you can find all my shows and podcasts on uh SoundCloud and that is the Sammy Local Podcast and that's all together. You can see me uh it should be a microphone and the Sammy Local Podcast up there. I'm not putting on my Facebook. But every everybody else, every and Sammy Local Pod. I got two uh in uh Twitters right there. So you hit me on both of them. I'm always on there looking at a whole bunch of stuff anyway. Just send me a DM. If you're an artist that I don't care where you're from, you can be from London, you can be from and article. I don't care where you're from. If you make good music, I'm going to interview you. I'm going to make a time-up and we're going to work it out.
1: Well, then, or you know, fun. to that end, I'll, I'll point a few people your way myself. I'm, I'm thinking of a few myself that would probably appreciate the, uh, the bump, so you know, if you want them, I'm, I'm happy to point them your way. Oh, same here. I got a couple people on my side also that I like to
0: get interviewed and get known in Canada and things of that nature, so yeah, they got some people I can always send your way off it
1: of. Well, okay then we'll, we'll have to do it. All right. Okay, so uh that's gonna about do it for us today. Again, my guest is the Sammy Loco, uh you know, out of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh Sammy Loco podcasting can look him up. Uh, you know, great stuff if you're especially if you're into hip hop and R uh, and D hip hop and rap up excuse me. Uh and uh
0: you know, really good
1: stuff here. There's a lot there's a lot of promise behind this podcast and I'm I'm proud to endorse it. Um so that's gonna do it for me for today. I'm gonna to be back on Sunday at my usual time again at two o'clock Eastern I'm on the Mix Radio Network. You can follow that on the uh the Mix with two X's uh dot Fm and my guess is going to be Anita de France from the International Olympic Committee. So until then, uh Sam if you just want to hold on a line just for a quick second, uh, we'll do a quick All right. post of it. Uh, Until then, you've to Casey Ryan on the cutting room floor. Cut, print, wrap, and I am done.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com.